Welcome to another exciting episode of Youth Fluential, a podcast. Our slogan is Influencing Youth for Christ. Fear, what is it good for? And you say... Absolutely nothing. That's it, brother. Fear, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Have you ever thought about it? What is it good for? And it is true. Absolutely nothing. Just like the song says, although the song says, War, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. All right, so let's think about a couple things here. Let's just get right into it. And the very first thing we want to talk about is what is it? What is fear? And uh, so, according to psychology, rational fear and irrational fear are the most basic forms of fear. So we got irrational fear, we got rational fear, and these fears control us, influence us, and make a permanent imprint in our lives. And we need to understand how we can control and use fear. There is a proper way of using fear. And so I like to uh, start off with the example um, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16, which describes Goliath and his weapons in great detail. Not only to the highlight of God's power over the enemies of his people, but also to imply Saul's men fear. They were all cowarding. And, and scrunching down. Why? Because it came natural to them. It was a natural response. It wasn't like oh, a bunch of pansies, a whole army. It was a natural response. You see, fear comes out of us physically. It comes out of us emotionally. And it can have an impact on us spiritually. And so if you were in Saul's army and you saw Goliath, I don't know exact details of how tall Goliath was, uh, but he was at least eight feet high. And just a gigantic person. And you saw him. And he said, bring one of these out there. And you being 5'8", 5'10", 6'1", 6'2", you're thinking, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm 5'8". Yeah. I would have been yeah. running, right? That's not going to happen. I mean, I mean, somebody's going to go out and get him. We know that. But that's not me. I, I think one of the first, one of the things I always remind myself, I fear no man will die. So I know, but that's that's not the first thing on creeping in my mind. If I see Goliath, the yeah. first thing on creeping, oh, I'm gonna die. So I'm gonna run, fear, right? But when we have that confidence of, hey, God's gonna be always, God's always gonna be with us, that fear goes away. So, um, well, I guess there was some carnality floating in the ranks of the uh, military of Saul's army. Oh yeah. I mean, you get a bunch of uh, guys together and say, let's go kill some people. Yeah. You know they're going to be a very carnal group. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like, okay, let's love yeah. them for yeah, God's like, sake. Yeah, and then we're going to fight them. <laughs> no, it's not like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. It says it here, you know, fear is always, you know, counterproductive. So, the thing we have to do is, uh, if you have God, God's word into your heart, in your mind, you shouldn't fear nothing. Here's the thing. When you see something fearful, your brain's going to tell you, exactly. do not do that. Mm -hmm. That's a natural response. Mm -hmm. So when somebody tells you, if you say, I'm afraid, that's natural. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, Pat, yeah. we had this trestle. 
over the wow. some in Delaware County may know this over Crumb Creek behind Swarthmore College, and this trestle was at least 200 feet up, maybe 250 feet up. That's that's high. Yeah, I prefer the heights. <laughs> so, so 200 feet up high trestle, and it went for like it went for at least 100 yards, maybe 200 yards. Over, you know, and, and you know, it was just going through a valley. Crumb Creek has a big valley. Swarthmore College has a big valley. You go down and you come back up. And my brother was like, come on, Tom, let's cross the trestle. I'm like, it, there's a if a train comes, mm -hmm. where am I going to go? Where am I going to go, Pat? I'm crossing a 200-yard trestle. You, you're going to have to jump down. I get halfway <laughs> through it. Where are you going to go? Yeah, you're going you got to a train's coming. I'm going to go this way. Yeah, it's yeah. catching up to me. Right. Am I going up to it? It's catching up. You know, my brother. My, no fear. My brother Steve watches these podcasts, mm -hmm. and I'm going to Steve. You remember this? The train. Came, I said, Steve, I'm not going. Train can't. I go. What are you going to do if the train comes? Mm -hmm. He goes. I'm going to get underneath the trussel. I'm like, you. You got to hold on to the wooden beams. I said, that's crazy. Why, why would you do that? Sure enough, he got out there and that train came. And I was like. No, no. But you didn't step on, right? He, he did. I was at the beginning of the trestle. So I oh. wouldn't cross it. Right. So so I said, Steve, don't do it. He gets out there. He's two years older than me. He gets out there and the train comes. He gets underneath that trestle and that train goes right over him. He pops back up in the trestle and calls me out. Come on, Tom, let's go. I said, I am never yeah. walking out on that <laughs> trestle, <laughs> right? So then we climbed down, right? We climbed down on the side. I said, what are you going to do, Steve? He goes, I'm going to climb down the trestle. I'm like, you're going to go down all these metal, like, V-shaped ladders? He goes, yeah, that's, that's fun. I'm like, man, this guy's... 13 years old or 14 years old. You talking my head. And I'm no like, fear. so I said, I'll meet you down there. So I get down there. I'm watching him come down. He gets two thirds down. He's about 60 feet up. He goes, I'm going to jump in. I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, it's only six feet deep, Steve. Crow Creek's only six feet deep here. So I'm jumping in. I said, come down a little closer. So he came down another 10 feet. And he's thinking, jumped in. Wow. I looked at him like, I don't even know you. Yeah. I don't, you. When I'm around you, my heart sinks. Yeah. I need to leave your presence. That's how scared he got me. Yeah. And and it's, you know, I don't know if it was a courageous thing or what, but that's how Steve lived his whole entire life. I mean, he's still living today. He lives over in media. But some people aren't afraid. But the illustration you give that your brother knew he was going to survive those things so he already knew the instincts right you know what i think he told me that it once before yeah so he already knew all right i think goliath i mean real quick before we go i think goliath if you look at david i'm pretty sure all everybody around david was scared watch the sheep right yeah i'm pretty sure david could counter lions or other things too as well right so he already had in his mind if god can if god can Help him with those things. Why can't I fight Goliath? Yeah, he took the beard of the uh, of the lion. Right. Grab the beard. So, so that's that's what I'm saying. That when you're in that element, hey, God has sustained me through this before. So I sure, he practiced. Right. So so 
fear can overcome if you recognize it and practice to overcome it. Yeah. It wasn't like David just showed up and said, I'm going to take on Goliath. No. He practiced. Yeah. And you see, that's called courage. Mm -hmm. Courage is practicing overcoming fear. Correct. So, so if we're going to overcome fear, we need to, number one, recognize fear. Accurate. And uh, we need to understand what fear is. And, um, you know, before we get any further in that, fear has three ways of affecting us. Uh, emotionally. Physically. Physically. Makes us sick. Yeah. And then spiritually. And then there is proper fear. Yeah. And uh, so, fear is ta attacking all of us. Today in 2021, Pat, mm -hmm. um... Uh, it's, the government has used fear yeah, to influence yeah, it. You know what? Um, with the, That's a big statement. Yeah, it's, it's with the, the fear of, you know, especially with this disease that's going on in America, you know. I know people have been affected by this, but you got to remember, there's every situation that God's put it in for a reason. All right? We're fearing, right? And God said, what, what a minute. Who am I? Who am I? I'm here. So you can fear all you want, but I'm here, right? I give you life. So, um, in 2021, we have encountered a lot of, you know, sick things, Tony. This has been 2020, 2021. It's been crazy. But you know what? Um, that we talked about last week. God said, I'll never leave you. And I'll never forsake you. So, um, that fear, we got to overcome that fear by trusting God. And emotional. The first one we're talking about, emotional fear. Um, it's man, the story you just told me right now. If I had a brother like that, I'm, I'm not hanging around. Here. It would it make right. me afraid. Right. Just to be, I wasn't even doing it. Emotional, psychologically, you probably were, you probably were wrecked. I'm not going out there. And when you last saw time I went down with them at Crumb Creek, I right. fell off the rocks. Okay, just think about that. Emotionally, you probably scarred emotionally. <laughs> I'm like so. every time I go down to Crumb Creek, man, I'm in danger. Right. So. All right, hey, look, check this out. There are five common types of fear. Fear of death. Hey, listen, you lay on your deathbed. Have you ever laid on a, on a possibility of dying? Let me sit tight there. It'll take you deep. I, I, I can't get past that. I had that experience. January, December 29th, 2019. I was in New Rhode Island visiting my uh, brother-in-law's and sister-in-law's house in Woonsocket. And this is one year and four months ago, 14 months. And I came down, I drove from Philly to Rhode Island mm -hmm. in my car and I got a blood clot. Oh. In my, and I didn't know it. And one, 24 hours in, my legs swelled up like a small softball, mm -hmm. a little bit bigger than a softball. And I'm like, that something's wrong with that. And then I couldn't walk. So I forced myself to walk. And then I started thinking, I gotta, 24 hours in. So I started taking 1600 milligrams of aspirin mm -hmm. twice a day to overload my blood, right? The thin it. And I'm thinking, is this gonna go away? And then it's curable. So I got into the second 24 hours, the 48. And I was like 12 hours in and I'm like, if this blood clot loosens up, it'll go to my lung or my and give me brain injury. Yes, yes. So I'm thinking, you know what? And I'm thinking I was gonna it was gonna go away. It got worse. 
So I'm in my second 48 hours. I'm at the end of the 48 hours. It's, mm. it's December 31st, New Year's Eve. And I told my wife, 8 o'clock, I got to go to bed. Yeah. And I lay down in bed and I said, I go to sleep. I may not wake up. Right, fear. And you know, I knew then mm. I could die. So my wife finally at the New Year's celebration, everyone stays up to 12, mm. you know, 1231. So she came to bed and I was like, I looked at her. Mm -hmm. It was one, two. I need to go to the hospital in Philadelphia, seven hours. Right now. Mm -hmm. Right now? I said, right now. So we got up, we packed our suitcases. I couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. We loaded up the car and it was 3 a.m. in the morning, 2.30 a.m. in the morning, New Year's Day. And I was like, let's get down to the, the ER in my town because that would take my insurance. And before all that happened, I laid down in bed. I thought I could die. And I think, if I die, where will I spend time? And here, I'm Christian man, evangelist, a minister. Right, right. And I'm like, There's where three. am I going when I die? Yeah, these three things you have here. Let me, let me get Dude, you. I was challenged. Yeah, that's Tony. I would be scared out of my mind. I, I know I couple of stories but I don't want to go into that um, but that's three facts I want to get the people out there and you can elaborate on these three facts okay? right um, what's the fear all right you can give me money I can have all the money in the world Tony all right I want to give you some money but guess what that don't matter okay you can give me all the happiness in the world that don't matter it doesn't take away the fear right right what's the number one important thing in our life is health. It's got to be the number one thing. Right? Health. You can take everything away from me and give me health, I'll be happy. You know? You it's got to be the saying? number one thing. So, when when we said, people said, hey, I'm feared of dying, but the number one thing you said here just now is, when I die, where am I going to go? I know. So that's the important fa factor here. We can fear, we can fear what's coming, but you know what? Let me give you another fact. All right. So these are all good points. How about losing freedom? Let me give you that one real Fear quick. Fear losing freedom. <laughs> freedom. Go to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> freedom. Um, I watched this show on TV. You know, when the kids disrespect their parents, I don't know if you've seen them. They take them to jail and see how jail life is like. Okay. When that, they, yeah, when they go. I haven't seen that show. Yeah, when they go, man, they'll, they'll disrespect the parents. But when they come back, the whole life changes. Oh, I don't want to go to that place. They get intimidated by the prisoners, how they get, you know, how they're in cell all day long. So when they go back home, guess what? They're like, uh-uh, I don't want to go there. The whole attitude changed, right? Because they're fearful of going to that place, all right? They're not going to have the freedom. I don't have a room. So losing freedom is a fear, yeah. but for the, in that case, those kids came out okay. Yeah. Because they didn't lose the freedom, but they saw, saw in the future. Future, what it's going to be. Right, right. So, you know, my main goal in life to raise my kids is I thought I wanted all doctors and lawyers and architects. <laughs> and then I was just like, no, okay, no, let's no, just no. get a college degree. Yeah. And then as I got older with my kids, I said, look, really just, all right, let's just graduate high school. Mm -hmm. That's my main goal for you. And then I thought, you know, when I get to my last kid, mm -hmm. I thought my main goal for you, just stay out of jail. That's my main goal. Yeah. <laughs> My and dad, you know who that was. Yeah, my dad. My last one. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay out of jail. Yeah, 
and my dad used to say, you change your name if you go to jail. But hey, hey, you know, I, freedom is nice because when you have freedom, you know, that you should use that freedom to share God's word. That's our number one goal. Check out the third one, Pat. I know you got something to say on it. Oh, fear of loneliness. <laughs> loneliness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's key. Every day, you know I can be happy here in this room, but I can walk out of this door. I mean, walk out of this room and be lonely. You can have friends. Yeah. We talked about this. And you know... Yeah, we got a podcast yes. on loneliness. Yeah. Listen, I'm pointing up right now, friend. Yeah. Because I'm going to point to the link. Check out the Loneliness Podcast. Yeah. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and it's all about... How can I put this? Because you can be hurting inside and nobody knows. It's one of the toughest things I think people face. Look at, I'm gonna give you an example. All this craziness, nationalists, those people need Christ, right? But there's part of their life, they're probably lonely inside or nobody coming alongside of them and trying to help them. It can be lonely, it can be anything, all right? I can be driving, or let me put it this way. I can be happy at my job, right? Doing what I'm doing, but I can still be lonely inside because guess what? I'm looking at someone. Hey, look, man. I mean, let me get, if you have Christ, it's different. Though. It's different because when you feel Christ with your with your heart, like I said, with your mind, you know, you have a different mindset. Hey, I'm not. I'm going to church today, man. I'm happy today. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get filled with the Word of God. Right. Hey, guess what, man? I'm going. Man, my family life is great. I'm encouraging people. So those are the things. But I'm gonna tell you what. Teenagers is the biggest. Biggest, biggest in this world today, the struggle with loneliness. I really believe that. And, you know, you can change that loneliness by, first of all, inviting Christ into your life. Let, let, with, with Tony, We're going to really look at that in a couple minutes. Yeah, Tony's going. Let me give you a quick example. I had Jim today with the little ones, right? Yeah. There's a kid. He, he went all, left the game, went all the way in the corner. And just put his turn his face in the corner and just stop there. So I went over. I said, "What? What's the matter, buddy? You don't like the game we play? You want to come over and play?" He said, "No. I don't think anybody likes me. Nobody want to be my friend." I said, "That's not true. I'm your friend. We are your friends, and we want to play." He was. You know what? He went in the corner. He was. He he, he was upset because everybody else would get. I mean, getting in line in front of him or doing well, and he wasn't. So if I would have left that kid alone, he would have been lonely. He would have went home. He would have had, you understand? Yeah. He came back. He did great. You need leadership. You need somebody to talk to people about loneliness. You need people to come alongside and help people. Right. Now, the little boy may have learned that to get attention. Mm -hmm. But if we don't feed the right attention to him yeah, and say, look, I'm your friend. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Then in the future, they'll stop doing that. Mm -hmm. But if we just rebuke it and say, knock it off, then they can become worse. You know, I run these youth safety zones in the city. And the, there's a grocery store right next to my youth safety zone. Mm -hmm. And the kids run into the store. You know, I get like 50 kids there, right? So they're all swarming around the place. They run in the store, they grab a can of soda, and they run out, and they hide in the youth safety zone. Oh, man. <laughs> and so the, the owner of the store comes out. It's a storefront. Uh -huh. And he's like, where's my soda? 
And I'm like, oh, right? no, so, man. So I look around, right? Yeah. And I say, you got it. He says, I can do it. I go, I said, listen. Come on, let's go. I take them. I said, bring them in the store. I said, you give them a dollar for that soda. Right? So I give him a dollar so he can give the dollar. He asked for his forgiveness. He apologized. Yeah. Right? He come back, and then he looked him in the eye and he said, you don't want to have a life of crime, of stealing. You, you don't want to be alive. You're going to end up in jail like that. You need to stop that right now. You pay for it, but you pay to have his heart open yeah. so you can talk to him. Otherwise, they, be just, they become lonely. Yeah, the fear alone that too can be a relationship, to put it that way. Some, some people go, oh, I fear to be by myself. I always got to be with people. Uh, Too much. Yeah, I got to be with people all the time. When then you see other people say, I don't want to be with nobody. You're setting yourself up to be alone. So, give and take, I think, uh, encouragement on both sides. You have to have somebody. Encouragement on both sides. Yeah. All right, how about this next one? Fear of wow. being sick. This is awesome. Fear of being sick, Frank. Let's talk about health. And, you know, Pat already examined health. Health is the greatest thing we can have yeah. besides our Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. But here... Nobody knows what the fear of being sick is more than the person who is sick. Mm -hmm. Me and you can say, mm -hmm. but if you are sick and you have that problem in your body, mm -hmm. whether it's an injury or a disease or something's not right, it causes a great fear. Man, this you become really weird yeah, in this, your fear. Tony, this is great. I'm glad you put this in there. Today, um, when I drive in my car, I like to play music. Sometimes I think I'm cool. My mom called me, keep your eyes on the road. But you, these are the things. I was playing a song today. It was telling the story, how the guy was in, in the store and he had a pain in his chest and went to the doctor. And the doctor told him he had cancer and he called his mom. He told his mom to pray for me. I got this pain. And his mom prayed, the whole family prayed, and the pain went away. Doctor, he went back to the doctor and said the pain went away. And he started thanking God. He said it was 10 years ago. So we never know what's going to happen, but the fear, we shouldn't have fear because God, we're made in the image of God, right? So when you have that Holy Spirit in, inside of you, the weird temple of the Holy Ghost, so when something happened uh, to me, the biggest fear, that's why I said health is the most important thing that we have. Sure. Because, just think about this. Um, when you have, people have anxiety, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm sick. I'm going to the doctor. Something might wrong. No. Right? If God, we remain in the image of God, right? We just have to give our body back to God, right? All right? Um, I think... Sickness is not the end of the world, right? When you get sick, people can pray for you. People can do the best part of being sick is you're learning. Let me put it this way. You are going through an experience that um, somebody can pray for you. When you get out of that experience, it's like, oh, thank you, God. But I, I, I really think sickness, we're all going to face it. We're all going to die someday, right? We all gonna feel sickness, bruising, whatever it is. But to have a fear of being 
sick. I was right up there next to having fear of death. Yeah, you shouldn't have fear. Right? Okay. Fear of humiliation. Oh, man. We all deal with this. Dude. <laughs> it's got to be like the second most important oh, yeah. fear because... Yeah, yeah. I would just about do anything to not be humiliated. Oh, man. It all happened to us. You know, you think you're cool and then you're going to do something and you get humiliated. You know? The biggest thing, I'm a school guy. In soccer, don't get mad. If that ball go between your leg, man, that's the biggest thing. People ever. that are insecure. I was fear of that. Experience humiliation. Man, I was fearful of it, and it happened to me. And when it finally happened, after that, I was like, I'm good. It happened all the time, so I'm good, right? So you can be fearful, and this humiliation is huge, in t especially a teenager. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, they don't like it. You humiliate them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're coming after you. Yeah, they're coming after you, or they shut down. So, I, I think, um, but a person that don't care, all I care about reaching people for Christ, right? Okay, that's you know, your passion. Yeah, it's my passion. So, if you, I've never told the kids, if you're going to make fun of me because I'm um, sharing the gospel or call me a Bible thumper or all that. You revert I, back to your passion. But guess what? I like that. Yeah, that's your strength. Right. So, why should I be humiliated about that? Hey, you're going to church. You don't want to be my friend? I'm not humiliated. But I'm telling you right now, that's it's huge in teenagers right now. Every fear somebody experiences comes out of these five fears. Yeah. That's we all have experienced uh, humiliation. Yeah. Even our camera guy, probably. Oh, yeah. So. And you, know, you break up with your girlfriend, and, you, and your girlfriend's like fearing the breakup. That's a humiliation. Um, or you fear it. Um, okay. Lost a job. People put you down in front of your peers. Yeah. That's. You talk about girlfriend. All your girlfriend tell all your friends. Yeah. Why she broke up with you? <laughs> people say you're dumb. You're stupid. Yeah. People say things behind your back. Yeah. It yeah. tears out. It, man, it's a gut wrench. It's like somebody taking a half bit drill bit and drilling it right through you. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. And and uh, you know. John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must decrease. Yes. He was the most humblest person in all the Bible. Yes. Even more humble than Moses. Yeah. John the Baptist. And his goal was only Christ. Christ must be glorified. So we have to be humble too through uh, humiliation yeah. in, God's, in God's strength. Realize fear is beatable. Mm. Fear is beatable. I mean, we don't have to worry about fear. I love this Bible verse. The devil is the author of fear. The Word of God says he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 1 Peter 5 8. It says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Yeah, we have a, a lion, we have a, a, a tower. We know that Satan can bring great terror, but Jesus defangs the lion. Paul said in 1 Timothy that he his head is at the mouth of the lion. But we're not worried about that. Yeah. We put Christ first. He's the reason. Alright, so why, why fear? And uh, some people are Upbringing, they just brought up to to have fear in their environment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I really think the way you talk to people, even if you're teaching somebody, training somebody, 
if I if I have a soccer I have a soccer team, right? If I if a team comes in and says, Man, look at those guys, I always tell my team, don't look at what the other team is doing. Okay. Worry about what we're doing. Yeah. Because you can get fearful. Oh man, look how big they are. But you don't know if they can play soccer that well, they can try basketball that well. So you gotta overcome that too. Yeah, and, he, and you see the uh, the attacker, and he looks stronger than you. Of course, he's gonna look stronger than you. That's why he's attacking. You know, I think of you know that there's an illustration in our brief here about uh, Adolf Hitler, and um, Adolf Hitler attacked all these low-level governments that had these pansy militaries that were just sitting around guarding the palace and the government institutions and a couple little major cities. And, and Hitler was like, we're going to take Austria. We're going to take, um, you know, Holland. And we're going to take uh, Sweden. You know, and they were all like, okay, you come in, you go ahead take us. And they showed films of everybody welcoming the Nazis in and they're cheering. They're paid people. I mean, you're going to, if you don't cheer for them, you know, somebody's going to find you out and kill you. So they're all cheering for this enemy to come in. Yeah. And then they take over Poland, mm -hmm. right? And there was a battle there, but they took it over. And then Britain and the United States decided, you know what, we're going to stand up to the attacker. Mm -hmm. And even though he was fearful, once they stood up to him, mm -hmm. then the lion or the attacker didn't have as much strength. You need to stand up. I think, uh, let me give you a quick example here. Uh, Jonah. When God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, right? He was scared to go there. Right? Because they were going to kill him. Right. He was scared. But he wasn't trusting God, right? That fear took over his life. He wasn't trusting God. Not right? at first, but yeah. Right. So you see that? That's a perfect example. And how you got beat up. Yeah, but God's going to be with you. No matter, you get beat up, get, you know what? If God, I feel like, man, people feared a lot. Of, that's a lot of things I fear. I'm not going to go find trouble with somebody I know. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't have fear to go to a dangerous place. I'm talking about you just trusting God and your ability to say, hey, you know what? God's going to take care of I'm not fearful because I know God is involved. So I... Jonah is another one. I look at those little Bible stories and I'm like, man, if Jonah can do that, I can do that. If he can go to Nineveh, I can go places and talk about Christ. If Jonah can do that, I can, you know, go to uh, a teenager, somebody that nobody else, nobody will talk to. You You minister in the inner city, right? Right? New York, places like that. Most people won't go there. Yeah, normal people don't want to go there. Exactly. All right. I'm not normal. Yeah. So, I mean, you're overcoming your fear and say, you know what? God is in control. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, here's a couple Bible verses. Hebrews 13, 6. We can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Wow. That's an intense Bible verse. I didn't know that was in Hebrews 13. And then, of course, yours and my favorite verse, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto the Lord. Yes. With thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts 
and your mind in Christ Jesus. That's it. You know, when you come down to it, yeah, it's just it. God's word. That's it. So, you know, we only have a few minutes left in our exciting live podcast. And if you're listening by Facebook, can you please leave a like and a comment? Say, hey, Tony, I've been listening to you. Been uh, enjoying your podcast. Leave something. Let us know you're out there. You're listening. That'll be a real blessing to us on Pat's Facebook, on my Facebook. If you're going to pick this up on Becky's Facebook, and then um, we have a youth YouTube channel called Youthfluential. You go to YouTube. You type in Youthfluential. It brings us to our channel. It brings you to our channel, and our channel has all our topics of all our youth youth leaders, discipleship, evangelism topics. And there, we need you to subscribe. If you subscribe to our Youthfluential channel, what happens is YouTube takes our channel and exponentially increases our, our views and our sites on their homepage even greater to other people watching and listening. And so, how do you subscribe? Well, you got to be logged into YouTube with your email. So you got to create an account. You can watch YouTube videos without an account. Create an account, that's an ID and a password. Log in with your ID, that's your email, and then subscribe to Youthfluential. That's how you do it. Check it out. Two, live in the love of God. 1 John 4, 7 through 21 are powerful verses. And see, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, perfect love casteth out all fear. Yes. And if you haven't memorized a Bible verse yet, you got to memorize 1 John 4, 7. Mm -hmm. Perfect love. And that's God's love. Mm -hmm. And you see, God's going to give us the greatest love anybody could ever have. Today, you can experience God's love to the fullest extent mm -hmm. by simply opening your life, your heart, your mind, if fear is penetrating you, if fear has a grip on you, if, fe if you're struggling with fear, there is one who can take that fear away. Mm -hmm. And that's the precious Lord Jesus. And how do you do that? Well, God's Word tells us, by faith, we receive Him in our lives. Faith is unseen trust. And when we place our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're saying, I trust that Jesus Christ is God, died on the cross for my sin, rose again from the grave, proving He is God. And I'm now inviting Him in my life by faith. Friend, if you would invite Jesus Christ in your life, you can do that right now with your eyes open and your mouth closed, watching this uh, podcast, this video. And you can say, yes, Tony, I want to invite the Lord Jesus into my life. You do that right now. Leave a comment to let us know, I invited Christ into my life. And Jesus Christ will change your life. He'll come in, the Holy Spirit will come in, and He'll cleanse you, He'll fill you, and He'll take away your fear and give you an overwhelming peace of God. You see, that's the greatest thing you can do about faith. About overcoming fear. And so, when you're afraid, remember, perfect love casts out all fear. And the perfect love is the love of God. Amen. And then I'll cap it up with leadership uh, ending here. I remember when college, um, we had 
my freshman year in college. Um, I went to Northland and we were playing a team. We had a great season so far. We we're playing a team called North uh, University of Maryland. They were, I think we were run, ranked in the top 25. And here we are, you know, NC, NC, NCCAA Division Two, Division Two or Three. We were at the time playing the NCAA team that was ranked up there. And I remember <laughs> they got to our campus. You know, these guys had all the gear and have everything. Walking on locker room, you know, you, you, you scouts followed them too. You know, it was it was amazing. You know, the road in the paper that we were playing them. You know, I think those schools paid the little schools to to beat them and get money. So when they walked on the field, man, we could tell. You know, our guys were looking at them, and but I didn't have any fear, Tony. Cause I knew I was in you the knew. right. I knew I was in the right place. You knew. I knew I was in the right place, and I remember us playing that. The game was physical, um, but I, as the game go on, our guys got confidence. Um, before the game, you know, we always. One of the things I learned in college from Northland is we our team will always get together. We we'll pray, we we'll sing together, we we'll play guitar, share Bible verses, and stuff like that. And we did that before that game. Um, we do it every Wednesday. We usually call it a Bible club for for the sports team and varsity, varsity club or something like that. And uh, man, Tony, as the game progressed, when I was looking at them in warm up, that fear went away. I started gaining trust. Our team started gaining trust because we knew God was on our side. I mean, they were physical. They were uh, frustrated. You know, I'm gonna fouling, tell you what happened. They didn't know you were gonna be the uh, the ringer, but and they didn't double team you. By but, then, it was too late. <laughs> but but I, I, I'm saying this because the fear, I didn't have fear, and and the one thing, a soccer helped me, a sports helped me with. I always knew, you know, God gave me the talent, and I'm gonna display the best of my ability. And I remember us beating the team that was ranked. You know, in the nation, uh, scored a game-winning goal, and um, I remember after the game. That's when I remember. I said, "Man, we can be anyone, right?" But we 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 put that fear away. I didn't care if they were ranked 25, Tony. I was like, God gave me the same ability that He gave them. I gotta compete. Now, if we would have went in the game, oh, we step back and play half. We're not giving all to God. We're not giving all 100 percent. So I think when it comes to fear, um, don't fear men. The only person you can fear is God. At that time, I didn't fear them, right? They're just as they're a person just as me. So I think that taught me a lesson after that that game, one forward that if you put your trust in God, like my my my, my life for Philippians four thirteen, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All. So when we won. And I felt like, whoa, wait a minute. Where did we get that confidence from? From God. So, um, but it takes a lot of leadership because we had our lead. My coach was a leader. He always preached life touching life, guys. And enjoy this moment. Give it to God. So he was a great coach. We had a great leader. When you don't have a great leader, when you don't have great people in the church, like if, if people go to church, they don't have a leadership in the church, they don't have people encouraging them. 
um, when they go through difficult times, you know, those fear creep in their life and then they end up going through that. So that's one of the greatest lessons that I learned. And sports really gives us a lot of life lessons. Sports bring the best out of you. It built character, right? Well, let's see. Fear. What is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. And listen, there is a proper fear of loving the Lord Jesus. Like when I, I was sick that night and I could have died, fear drove me to prayer. And prayer drove me to Jesus and overcome that fear. So there's a healthy fear. There's a proper fear. But the, the tool of fear used by the devil, we can beat. And listen, I read the end of the book. And we are victorious. So, hey folks, I read the end of the book. I know who wins. We do. Well, we're going to wrap up. We're going to say goodbye. Thank you for listening to our live podcast, Youthfluential. Leave a comment. Leave a like. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you'll come back for more. And subscribe to our channel. You'll probably see a subscribe button coming up to our bottom left. Subscribe to our channel. We need subscribers big time. And check out our other live podcasts on different subjects that we've talked about. And we'll be bringing to you a live uh, updated podcast in our video every week. We bring it live 3.15 Eastern Time on Facebook. And we record it. And then we get it up on our YouTube channel on Thursdays. You take care. Thank you. God bless you. See you soon. Peace and love.